Welcome to the Player Development Pod, presented by Beyond the Field. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Ed Jones II. I'm the founder of the Beyond the Field program and an experienced player development professional. This podcast is here to bring exposure to the player development field with a goal of creating generational impact in athletics and other surrounding areas. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend time with me here on this platform. Go follow Beyond the Field on Twitter and IG at BTF underscore program and on Facebook at BTF program. These episodes are also loaded onto YouTube so you can find us there. Search Beyond the Field program and subscribe there. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. Please subscribe if you haven't. Please give the show a five star rating and leave a review of the show. It would mean so much to me. In today's episode, we continue our Beyond the Field summer miniseries. I couldn't wait till season two, which starts in August, so I decided to keep it cooking with these summer sessions. We will begin session three after this ad. This podcast is brought to you by Beyond the Field Program, LLC. Beyond the Field is now providing consulting services. The services are the following. Staff consulting, program evaluation, program creation, and player development education. Please head to btfprogram.com and click on our consulting tab to find out more. We help you help athletes create generational impact. All right, today we continue the Beyond the Field Summer Sessions. In this episode, I'm sharing the seven things I wish I knew when I started in player development. As some of you may know, I transitioned from being a high school coach to a director of player development at the collegiate level. My first year in the role was a crash course. I wrote a blog about it and I'm excited to share it with you today. I will leave a link to the blog in the show notes. Here are the seven things I wish I knew when I began in player development. Number one, connect and create a community. I wish I would have taken time when I first started those first couple of days to search other football programs to see if they had directors of player development. I would have connected with these individuals and created a community where we can all help each other. Creating a community on campus would have been great too, specifically with like-minded individuals who also provide services for student athletes. So that could have been, you know, career services, you know, the volunteer program, financial aid, different people on campus who provide this overall development of the students there at the university. I am part of a well-connected player development community now, but I always wondered how advanced I would have been if I would have created one back then. How much more that first year would have been efficient if I would have leaned on some other people during that time? Don't be like me. Please connect and create a community. Number two, fail hard, fail now. In this role that was new to me, I didn't want to stir too many feathers. So I kind of just, you know, I had ideas, but I kept it to myself. I just wanted to do what was asked of me and that only. That's it. Look, this is what you want. I'm meeting expectation. Nothing above it, nothing below it. Now looking back, I wish I would have been riskier towards creating experiences that benefit the student athletes, creating more programming, coming up with more ideas, thinking outside the box, asking the players what they want to do, asking coaches what they've done before. I wish I would have been better with rejection, being able to hear the words, no and not yet, and being okay with it. There was such a learning gap that I left behind by playing everything safe. 
Number three, keep tabs on the yearly calendar and the things that happen during those times. The reason why I say this is because you may see room for possibilities after you do something. Okay, we did this last year. This is what we can do this year. Now, this really happened to me like immediately. My first year in college athletics, I went through a coaching change. Uh, the head coach who hired me went on to another university. One of our coaches on staff became the head coach. He kept me. So a lot of people went with our the head coach that hired me to the other university. So we're talking about a coach in the transition and new staff. So we had, you know, different ops, different administration people come in and they were like, all right, you know, we're going into off season. They're like, all right, what did y'all do last year? And I remember sitting in my seat like, oh, my goodness, like I know what we did, but I don't logistically or strategically know how or why we did it or even how we got it done. Um, and I knew I should have made a binder and scanned those documents. That's the part I was just like, yeah, I should have kept that. I would ask about possible programming and they would say, sure. Then the questions of how we did it last year came and I was left there standing with no answer, of course. We all worked it out together, but it would have been smoother if I would have kept track on our yearly calendar. Number four, build more relationships on campus. I kind of talked about this when I talked about creating a community, but I graduated from the University of Houston, which is the place I got my first job. And I took for granted the relationships I had on campus for my time as a student. You know, I, there were people that knew me in athletics, people that knew me on campus, and, and I took those relationships for granted. So in my third year, I'm thinking, let me dive deeper into these relationships I have. How can they enhance our student athletes experience? Relationships with the Career Center, alumni organizations, campus outreach, multicultural affairs, student organizations, campus housing, and campus dining created major benefits for our student athletes and their experiences. All the relationships on campus have helped me so much in my career. These people in these departments are there to enhance the lives of all the students on campus. So they're developing also. They love to join and see lives touched by action and service. Many hands lighten the load. Number five, write down the vision and make it plain. This is a Bible verse. Took it straight from the Bible. I don't know exactly where it's at. I can't quote that right now, but if you search it, you can find it. That first year when I finally started to see impact that I could make, my brain was flooded with ideas. Ideas are nice warm-up laps for the brain. But once you put ideas on a piece of paper, they now become a vision. It took me two years to finally have one distinct and effective vision. If I could have done this my first year, it would have been epic for our student athletes. Number six, create time for you and the head coach. There are communication and other organization charts that help with the efficiency of programs. But it is important in the player development role that the head coach knows how his players are being developed that he knows what's going on, that he knows how you're providing services for the student athletes. Fight for that time. Even if it's five minutes, it is crucial for the head coach to know for decision-making and recruiting. Giving the information to others to give to the head coach is good, but no one will deliver the news with the passion and understanding like you. The details and answers to questions are with you. Find that time to portray the vision to the head coach. Keep the communication between you and the head coach. If you're in it right now, if you're beginning it, please make time. If you get a chance, the head coach, I work for head coach. Whenever he came in my office, I had these three notes. I had a tablet right there. Whenever he came in, I asked him the three things I needed for that day or for that week. So make time is very pivotal for the position.
And then number seven, create a year in review. You need to know what you did that year and the things that can be better next year. This year review also solidified the reason for player development to be a part of the program. I would have easily been able to access this and assess my success in the role during evaluation time. It can also be a way to help increase the funding or resources to the player development department. I use year reviews now, but missed out on it that first year. If you would like to know more about the end of the year reviews, reach out to me and let's set up time to talk. I hope you enjoy the seven things I wish I knew in my first year in player development. If you're in a role or beginning, please learn from me and eliminate small obstacles to your growth and impact. Thank you for allowing me to share these reflections with you. I hope this helped you out, especially if you're beginning in player development or wanting to begin in player development. Please feel free to reach out to me if you need more advice from my first year in player development. Well, that's all for today. Tag us on social media and let us know what you learned about player development from today's show. Use hashtag the PDPod as the hashtag for our show. Go visit the website btfprogram.com and check out the resources and the blogs. Subscribe, 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 subscribe to this podcast on the platform you're listening to. Share this podcast if you believe it will benefit someone to learn more about player development. Next episode in our summer sessions, I will discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly of player development. I look forward to the next podcast. Thank you for tuning in and spending your valuable time with me. God bless you. Have a great day. Go out and create generational impact today. Don't wait. Create that generational impact today.